WTBRFM, Pittsfield. Welcome to Ham on WTBR, the all-inclusive ham radio show for hams and non-hams alike. Be part of the show. Contact us on www.facebook.com slash hamjamtv. And now the hosts of the show, Peter and Jessica. Ham on. It's Wednesday morning, and you know what that means. Time for him on and AEW? Well, AEW Wednesday night. We are Darn. here. Berkshire, uh, Pittsfield, Massachusetts, Berkshire County. Jesse's here. Darlene's here. Carol's here. And I think I am here. I think you're here. I don't know about that, but we can check in later. Super Bowl. Super Fun. Bowl. Rams, yes. Of course you were going to go ahead and mention... The, the, Ram- win- the Rams. The winning of the Rams. The Rams. But the uh, Super Bowl, I'm, I'm sorry to say, but the Super Bowl halftime show was much mm. to be desired. Unless... Uh, well, you're, uh, not a, you're not a hip-hop rap kind of person. Exactly. Yeah, but even if I was, I could have thought of a lot better groups than who was there. Yeah. I mean, let's compare Super Bowl halftime shows in the past. We ran, I, I ran a few of them on Sunday night. Paul McCartney, The Who. Yeah. Michael Jackson. Definitely. Prince. Yes. Bruce Springsteen. Definitely. <laughs> all right, so there we go. We have with us, hopefully, if, we all, have if, all, with worked, us. if all worked right, we're going to go s- <laughs> sauntering over to East Mass. Ooh. Bernie, KC1MSN, is here, hopefully. Uh, Are you here? Well, I, I, can, I can hear you, so I'm assuming you can hear me. We can hear you. You're, <laughs> you're on the air here on WTBRFM. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Um, let's see, where do we start? So... Let's get know. right to the let's get right to the fun of this. Oh, who'd you have in the Super Bowl, Bernie? By the way, well, uh, very interesting story. Um, I'm not a sports fan, so uh, during the Super Bowl, I was sitting downstairs in my shack slash office playing on the radios, nice. and all I could hear upstairs was screaming from my wife, banging on the floor, and. All kinds of stuff. So, um, <laughs> honestly, until you told me who won, um, I really didn't know. And uh, I'm sorry to say this, and I don't want to get kicked off the air. I really don't care. <laughs> uh, that's, that's okay, sweetheart. You can be along with me. It's okay. I, 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 only wa- I only watched because it was a California team in the Super Bowl. So I went ahead and I watched the Puppy Bowl. Puppy Bowl. So, oh, I missed that. Let's... Uh, Tell us, well, since you're our, you, you've never been on our show before, so how about a bio? Who is Bernie? Okay, well, um, first off, I've never been on any kind of public airways uh, other than ham radio. Uh, so this is my uh, public radio debut, and <laughs> I'm very, very honored to be here. Um, as you say, my name is Bernie, um, Kilo Charlie One, my Sierra November. Um, located in Milton, Massachusetts, which is uh, about six miles south of Boston proper. Um, oh, nice. I'm actually about a quarter mile away from the Dorchester border, which is part of Boston. Uh, but uh, uh, very, very nice, nice location. Um, let's see. Uh, I got a beautiful family. Um, I have, uh, um, I have four boys. Uh, unfortunately, I lost one to leukemia about seven years ago, but he's with me all the time. I still count him as part of the gang. Talk to him quite a lot. And uh, uh, I run a small business. I do uh, commercial fire alarm and sprinkler repair uh, with two of my sons. And hopefully uh, the third remaining one will be coming on board uh, shortly. So uh, it's kind of a kind of a nice thing. Uh, I don't know how personal we get, but married 40 years. Very, very happy. Great family. Uh, got my first nine uh, well, actually, 10-month-old granddaughter now. So my first <laughs> granddaughter. 
Uh, Vivian, and she is absolutely gorgeous. If you look up my Facebook page, I occasionally post pictures. And uh, all I can say is life is good. Uh, that's my <laughs> my bio, unless you have any other questions. And, and, and you're in an elite group because you're in part of this group. We've had, let's see, W1HAI has been on this show. Yeah. Joe. Mm -hmm. Rob, yep. Rob KD1CY has been on the show a couple of times. Our mentor, Marsha Ford, KW1U, the section traffic manager for Massachusetts, and I'm the assistant section traffic manager <laughs> for Massachusetts, so it shows you where that goes. So she's been on the nope. show. James. Uh, uh, don't, forget, don't forget James. James, N1PZP. N1PZP's been on the show. <laughs> and Fred Kemmer. Was on the show while he was running for New England District Director. Yes, yes. And February 28th, he will be back uh -huh. on this show to update us of what's going on in the New England Division. Nice. Awesome. So you're in nice. that. You're in Very that. Nice. You're in that elite group. Oh. And, and, and well, I, I feel, I, I get this warm, fuzzy feeling. I got goosebumps right now. <laughs> and, and, and just so you know, we did research, and James did research. Apparently, we are the only ham radio show on broadcast FM radio anywhere. Nice. Mm -hmm. And you know something? Nice. I've got you all nice. beat. I've got you all beat. I was number one. Yep, she was, Darlene was our first guest two and a half years ago. That's my wife. <laughs> two and a, uh, my daughter, my daughter, Jessie, who's the non-hammer of the bunch. Hi, how you doing, sir? Um, two and a half hey, years yo. ago when we started this show, she was the very first guest. <laughs> wow, very good, very good. Darlene, what's your call sign? KD2KOW. Okay, I think I have heard you. Um, okay. <laughs> Um, I'm better with call signs sometimes and better with names. So, yeah, uh, pleasure to meet you all. Thank you. The pleasure nickname is Cow. <laughs> and for those wondering where we got Bernie from, he is the Sunday NCS yes. for the Heavy Hitters Traffic Net. Which I hear quite often when uh, my husband will go ahead and put take off his... Um, his uh, headpiece for about maybe two or three minutes so he can go ahead and uh, quickly like open up the door to the shack so he can get a little fresh air and uh, if he puts his puts his the head the headset down I can hear everybody talking. Yep, so, <laughs> so Bernie's the Sunday M uh, NCS I'm the Monday at NCS James is the Wednesday NCS anybody that doesn't know NCS means means net controlling net station. Control station so um, I'm looking at your, your your thing you sent me here, and you started the way everybody else started. CB radio. Well, I'm back in the CB 80s. CB radio. I'm back in the ra 80s for CB radio, but you're back in the <laughs> 70s, so oh, wow. give us a little highlight on how all that oh, started. Wow. Well, um, first I'll tell you uh, my handle on CB radio <laughs> uh, was Captain Kangaroo. Um, no. <laughs> that was a name that I chose. I don't know why. Um, you know, everybody had, you know, we had Sergeant Schultz, and we had Tornado, mm -hmm. and we had Sparky, all these kind of things. But one thing that sticks in my mind is my call sign, KTK256. Uh, uh, 2256. KTK2256. And that really started back in um, the late 70s, and... Um, I'm an only child, and my next-door neighbor had five boys. Um, so we started off with basically uh, Radio Shack, 100 milliwatt walkie-talkies. And we thought it was fantastic to be able to check, you know, between the houses and everything else. So, um, you know, that's, that's basically where it started. And just like everybody else, it, it grew from there. Um, got my first, uh, my first radio uh, legitimately radio under license, so, you know, a five-watt radio, uh, which is a Radio Shack, um, TRC-30A. Uh, and uh, the A was because it had that little extra channel, extra 23A we had in there. So um, nice. that's, where it all, that's where it all gets started. <coughs> and, uh, you know, ended up getting a, a D-104 microphone for it. And, you know, I thought I was King Tut. Um, you know, <laughs> I had a nice radio. And we had a we had a huge pine tree next to the house, so I threw up a don't remember the model, but it was a Shakespeare big stick, 
and that was way up off the ground, probably, oh, probably 75 feet up the pine tree, which probably was only halfway up, uh, which leads me into the, the comedy part of it. Um, you know, having five boys next door, uh, we built this treehouse up this, up this tree that was absolutely fantastic, kind of like a professional treehouse. Nice. Um, probably, probably 10 by 10, uh, you know, with a roof on it and everything else like that. So, um, keep it kind of short. Uh, I was always looking for things to do. So we took an old gasoline powered rotary lawnmower. You all remember them with the road, you know, the rotary blade, the exposed blade. Exactly. And we stripped that down. We put it up in the tree house. So that was our winch, uh, to be able to lift things off the ground and bring them up to the tree house. So, had a shack set up up there. We actually ran 110-volt wire up there. We had a shack up there. We'd all go up there and play on the radio and everything else. And so one day, we started up the winch, and it caught on fire. Oh, goodness. So, we all bailed, okay, uh, grabbed one of the radios that was up there. We lost a couple, you know, scrambled down. The, scrambled down. It was a big fire. Called the fire department, and... Uh, Needless to say, um, it was not a pleasant experience. The top of the tree actually broke off from the fire. Uh, my parents were all upset with me and everything else like that. So that kind of kind of put the, the kibosh on that. So okay. that was kind of the end of my CB radio days. Uh, um, lost the antenna and everything else and oh, just kind of oh. time to bail. But that, that's my funny story about having a... Uh, uh, having a tree fort and having a nice big fire. The, the beginning of your story is like the beginning of mine. I was an only child, and mm -hmm. my call sign when CB was all the rage in the 70s and 80s was KB, 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 KBMC 5103. Mm -hmm. So when you had, I went to Radio Shack, <laughs> and there was, a, there was a Midland 40 channel AM base station. Hundred and fifty bucks. Yep. Got that, and the license application was in the box, and you sent your temporary license, which was like your initials, and then your your zip code. Then zip code, yep. then the FCC sent you the real license <laughs> back in the day, and you yep. know a couple of friends of mine had CBs in their cars, so we talked back and forth, and I talked Damn. to. Uh, and then one day we we didn't realize that 11 meters was propagation dependent. So I'm talking mm -hmm. to one of my friends like down the street. Next thing I know, I'm talking to Texas. <laughs> yep, yep. On five oh, watts yeah. on yep. AM, when propagation was really, really good. Oh, that was that was the good old days. And just just to interrupt you, that was the that was the greatest thing. You got on the CB radio and you called out CQ, CQ, CQDX. Anybody out there? You know. And see who come back. And yes, we—if the propagation was right, you could go millions of miles on that thing. And, and I got mine because I lived literally in my backyard was the New York State Thruway. <laughs> I live oh, right wow. between exit twenty-three and twenty-four. So you know, my antenna's on the back porch. Um, you could—I I joined Albany React. Albany County React and, and, and helped out, you know helped out the truckers because this is before cell phone folks. Yeah. Oh yes. This is way before cell phones came along. Definitely. And, and it, it, it was it, it was nice to do that until until I forgot to ground one of my antennas and it got struck by lightning and that was kind of not a good day. No, <laughs> you think? Yeah. Moving along. Considering when it when it struck. I did not live anywhere near my then boyfriend, who's now my husband, and I heard the explosion. Oh boy! Yeah, she the heard whole, the rumble. The, the whole city. Yeah. The whole city heard it. That that was. Uh, that was awful. Yeah, and it made my grandfather yell at some explicits and go ahead and tell him what in the heck are you doing? Uh huh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He yep. heard it. <laughs> so we're going to go to the break. But when we come back, when we come back, Bernie says he has some good stories about driving a wrecker Ooh. that we've got uh -oh. to hear about. Oh, no. Nice. <laughs> yep. Oh, can we hear those? Stick around. There's more, there's, more, there's more coming up with Bernie, KC1MSN, 
and the rest of the crew here in the studio here at WTBR. So <laughs> stick around. You're listening to Ham on on WTBR. Is it possible to two Utes? Uh, uh, to what? What? Did you say Utes? Yeah, two Utes. What is a Ute? <laughs> WTBR. Hi, this is Sean Sayre, Executive Director of PCTV. When Taconic High School was demolished, we could have lost this radio station. Instead, PCTV stepped in, built a new studio and transmitter, and gave the station new life. And now it's time to pay that back. Support this station today. Go to WTBRFM.com and click the donate button. You won't be sorry. Pittsfield Community Radio thanks you for your support. Join Peter and Jessica to relive the magic of Beatlemania every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. from five decades to Fab Four, where together on their own has changed the world of music. Tune in to Pittsfield Community Radio, 89.7 FM, Tuesdays, 4 to 6 p.m. Hi, this is Officer Darren Derby with the Pittsfield Police Department. We all have busy lives and we're in a hurry to get where we need to go. While driving, people are eating, drinking, talking, putting on makeup, doing their hair, checking social media, texting each other, all while the dog sits on their lap. The result is running red lights, stop signs, speeding, and finally crashing. Distracted driving is illegal. You can be ticketed or criminally charged. Please share the road and pay attention. Let's make sure everyone gets where they're going safely. This message is brought to you by the Pittsfield Police Department in cooperation with WTBR-FM. This is Joe Walsh. One thing I do when I'm not playing rock and roll is get on the air as an amateur radio operator. Also called ham radio is a communication service provided by ordinary people just like you and me. We have a national emergency communication system in place 24-7, 365. Find out more about amateur radio at arrl.org slash what is ham radio. See you on the air. Hi. Welcome to the future. The future begins in 10, 9, 8, 8. Oh, wait a minute. 8. What, again? 8. Dude, what the fuck? Who is this guy? 3, 2, 1. WTBR. And we are back here on Ham On and WTBR FM. So. Are you sure? I, I'm hoping or else are you nobody in the world, nobody's listening to us. Are you uh, sure this is not a film? It's Memorex. <laughs> it's Wednesday morning. Is I haven't had enough caffeine yet. So Bernie, he's here. KC1MSN. From seems like all my guests come from East Mass, <laughs> which tells you about what's going on in West Mass. <laughs> so you have some stories about driving a wrecker. Ah uh, yes. We and we are uh, all intrigued. Well, it, it all. Believe it or not, it, it all connects, uh, all my stories connect to radio somehow. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, before I get into my highlighted story, uh, you know, we all had, uh, you know, business band radios in the truck, um, you know, these big monster Motorola's that would mount behind the seat and everything else like that. And uh, I was always tinkering, uh, always trying to wire things up and change things around. And uh, I can just remember... Uh, my boss would get so upset because we had about five trucks in a road, and every time uh, Queen would come on the radio with another one bites the dust, uh, <laughs> would always key our microphones and, and blast that over. And all I can remember is uh, uh, the boss yelling on the radio, six nine six to truck five. I'm coming out and taking out your playing radio, you know. Uh, but that's uh, that's just kind of comical how it connects uh, connects to radio, uh, but. Um, I did have one call that uh, sticks in my mind to this day. Um, it was a very bad accident. It was a one-car accident. A uh, guy in a, uh, a station wagon um, hit, a, hit a wall at, like, 40 miles an hour. And uh, you have to remember that uh, when you hit something and you suddenly stop, everything inside your car or station wagon starts traveling at 40 miles an hour. And this guy got a... a uh, probably a six-foot-long uh, steel pry bar uh, that went through his neck. Um, oh. the, gen- the gentleman was conscious. He was talking, uh, but he, he was in a very, very bad situation. And the fire department's there, and they can't get the guy out of the car because this thing went, like, halfway through his neck. 
and there was no way to manipulate him to get out of the car. So after about 45 minutes, they had me pick up the car with the driver in the car and with two firemen in the car and tow the car to the Kearney Hospital, uh, which is in uh, Dorchester, um, right, right in uh, the outskirts of Boston. And to make a long story short, we backed the car into the loading dock, and the doctors came down. And they had to use um, a slow speed, like Sawzall, and cut this thing while it was in the guy's neck. Oh. And all I can think of is the vibrations that this gentleman must have felt, you know. And exactly. they ended up cutting one end off. Uh, they were able to get him out of the car. Uh, they operated, and as far as I know, uh, that gentleman survived uh, with no uh, no permanent injuries. But that was uh, that was a harrowing uh, experience, and it uh, it sticks in my mind a lot. I mean, I I've towed cars that have caught on fire, where the people have burned to death in the cars, um, but things like that you don't put a face and a name to it. Um, this guy, uh, his name was Paul. Uh, never forget it. He was talking to me and talking to everybody else, and just something that uh, that sticks in there, um, sticks in in my head. Um, we also did uh, the towing. The the fun part of it is we did the towing uh, for Starro Drive, and we got all the trucks that would go on Starro Drive and rip their roofs roofs off. And one night we had uh, a beef truck. Uh, loaded with sides of beef, a refrigerated truck loaded with sides of beef, uh, hit the hit the bridge. Uh, once the seal is broken on the truck, the product inside is deemed um, unusable. Okay. Well, let me tell you, there had to be probably about seventy-five sides of beef hanging in this truck, and um, I, I respect them very well. I don't want to say anything wrong. I respect the police very well, uh, but we had police cruises from ten pounds around pulling up to the side of this thing uh, with their trunks open. And everybody got a side of beef. Oh, yeah. Everybody had to get in on it. And we had, uh, my buddy of mine, we took two sides. We took it to a butcher, and we had steaks for probably about a year. So uh, (laughs) uh, that's just two of the, you know, a serious story and a funny story. I could talk about driving record all day. With the the serious story, you just made the three ladies in the studio cringe. Oh, I'm, I'm cringing now <laughs> as I remember it. I, I, it's such a distinct memory, uh, you know. Um, you know uh, I mean, I, I've had rollovers and you know cars breaking to pieces and people critically hurt. Yeah, I remember them, but not like this guy. This, this one thing sticks out, sticks out in my head, you know. And again, all you know, uh, all somehow connected to two-way radios. And 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 that was that. Those are cool stories. I know we'll probably have time for more, but I want to cut cut away from you for just a moment, Bernie. And okay. and we got to do our our local news segment. Mm-hmm. WTBR News. Yes, this show has everything. <laughs> so, Darlene, Katie, two K O W. With her news bumper that we made for her, gets the uh, local news segment. <laughs> All right. So here it is, everyone. Crews reported to a porch fire on Hawford, Hawthorne Avenue in Pittsfield. Sorry. You're, that's you. That's you. That's one. You're, you're fine. I was just moving it out of the way. Just moving it. You're, 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 you got the right one. Okay. Live radio, folks. This is what happens. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, Pittsfield Fire Department responds to reports of a fire on Hawthorne Avenue earlier Saturday. Last Saturday. Okay. No, just past Saturday. We got this. I'm doing real good. This past Saturday. Don't mind me, folks. It's been one of those weekends. As people said that they, um, sure people, right? Police says they responded to the call around two a uh, around two thirty a.m. Saturday and arrived to a fast-moving, growing fire inside the residence enclosed front porch. 
the crews were able to extinguish the, the flames, limited damage to the front porch area. No injuries were reported, and the cause of the fire is an under, under investigation. Oof. Especially with it being okay. the front porch. Uh, possible accelerants may have accelerants uh, may have re resolved. Moving on. That is for happiness. Not. Moving this on. This is Pittsfield announces today on the city of Pittsfield's Facebook page that free at home testing kits are available. Residents can pick up the limited of two tests per household directly from the health department at 100 uh, North Street in Pittsfield. And uh, in mid-January, the federal department, federal government announced that the uh, testing kits were going to be distributed, uh, available through the government websites for free of charge. And uh, so between the feds and now the local uh, offerings of um, a household can receive a total of six at a home test kits to have available when needed. This is limited on a limited of one order per resident. Sometimes if unfortunately um, you would have to show that you're totally different uh, from another person if you're living in say a tree person dweller um, have them check to go ahead and identify the fact that uh, that person did not already go ahead and do it. If so, try to prove that... So you um, have to go by apartment number. Right, right, exactly, and not by name. That would make it a whole lot more easier. Okay. Thank you. But uh, do go to the uh, 100 North Street, folks, and uh, you'll be able to go ahead and get the test kits and um, definitely get these youngins tested. And uh, by all means, it's not something that is big. I'm going to say something, and um, it may upset a lot of people who Don't refuse to go ahead and get the shots. But it's yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. painless. Trust me. That's a, let's a, save, let's save not a, start a, a debate a here. Little, save a life. Get your babies vaccinated. Get yourself. That's all. Impressive. Almost impressive. Okay. Back to the ham radio version of the program. <laughs> Where were we? So, uh, you see, you've also said you, Bernie, you've had some form of radio <laughs> or another your whole life. Care to elaborate? <laughs> oh, a absolutely. That's what I'm here for. But before I go for that, uh, I have to agree with Darlene. Get the shot. Get the shot. Get the shot. It's painless. Um, very few uh, reactions. I've had all all my shots and my booster and everything else. Just get the shots. But anyways, uh, radio. I've always had radio at, at some point or another in my life. Um, you know, driving records. Uh, you know, we had radios. Um, I had a small business for a while with my dad. We did home inspecting and lead paint inspecting. And I can remember um, I purchased, um, I think they were, I think they were GEs, uh, 800 megahertz trunk radios, you know. And, of course, it's my dad and myself uh, that are out in the field doing the work. Uh, but we had to have a base station at my house, a base station at his house, a base station at the office. You know, mm -hmm. and we're, you know we're talking a, a grand a pop for these things, you know. Um, so always, always had radio that way. Um, also remember my, my first cell phone with Cellular One. And again, you know, this monster that got mounted underneath the seat of the truck, and, you know, you had the, the limited, uh, limited control um, uh, handset uh, with the red uh, LED displays uh, on the dashboard. Um, when I get into the, my current business, uh, which is fire alarm and sprinkler, um, we always had two-way radios uh, to communicate with each other uh, as we were, you know, doing our work in the buildings. Uh, but they were low power. They didn't do an awful lot. Um, but I, again, being a tinkerer, you know, I have to take things apart and figure out how they work. And I was able to, we, we deal with ma mainly high-rise buildings in Boston, uh, 40 and 50 stories. And I was able to figure out a way to get our portable radios onto uh, the building repeater 
um, which made things a lot easier because the radios we had would only go about 20 floors and then die uh, from distance. So, um, you know, and then that, you know, that brings me up to my ham radio. But uh, I've always had some sort of two-way communication um, other than phones. And uh, like you said, Peter, uh, you know, a lot of people don't remember, you know, back before mm-hmm. cell phones, um, driving driving a wreck up, you know, I had a beeper, okay, the people would beep, and immediately you'd have to go, um, you know, this is after hours, because we had radios in the truck, but after hours, you know, you had to go find a payphone, drop a dime, call the answering service, uh, a lot of people don't realize that, but yeah, I've had, I've had radio in my in my entire life, right up until now with ham radio. Yeah, because um, I worked for a short time for the, the Hudson Valley AAA. And and we and I used to work overnights. <laughs> Probably why I'm a night out now. So what we we do is we'd actually call the drivers at home, or beep them at home. They call us back, and then we'd have to get them on the radio because then the radio's taping everything, and mm-hmm. and and get them going. So oh, I want I want to just divert off the list just for a second. I ask this for all my guests. The $35 fee that the FCC is charging us now, what is your opinion on that? Um, my, my opinion is this, okay, and it, it's a complicated opinion, but where can you go and get a license for anything, okay, anything at all, for $35 for a 10-year period, Okay. When you break that down over a year, it's not a lot of money. My second opinion on that is for people that don't have the money, we've got a lot of ham radio operators that are on uh, fixed incomes and everything else like that, and sometimes the $35 bill is is not in their budget. And the same with, with young kids getting into ham radio. You know, they're out there. Uh, you know, they're saving their money. I don't know if they're, you know, shoveling driveways or delivering newspapers, but they're they're saving up money. So for me personally, it, it, it's not a problem. I don't even know if you can get a library card. Um, you know, I'm sure they're free. Probably a library card is the wrong example, but I just don't know anything that you can purchase, uh, you know, a 10-year 10 10 year time frame for $35, you know. So that's that's my take on that. And fifteen dollars for the test still, and then thirty five dollars on top of that. Then another forty to join to join the league. <laughs> yeah, gets no, expensive. No, it is. It, it's ham radio is an expensive hobby. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> we we can well, talk for hours about how expensive it is. Well, I, I almost I almost compare ham radio uh, to addiction um, in in some way and. Uh, again, I have a, um, I have a very personal. I won't get into the story, but I have a very personal um, experience where um, someone in my family was uh, was a heroin addict, and uh, they've recovered. So I'm not trying to belittle uh, the addiction thing, uh, but I am. It, it is an addiction, <coughs> and the bot, the motto of all ham radio operators is, you know, how many ha- how many radios should a ham radio operator have? And my answer to that is. One more than they already have, and, and you were talking it's about like, expensive because what um, the the ICOM seventy three hundred the latest dose is up in the thousands. Yep. It's like it's like I, a sorry sir, it's like a bag of Lay's chips. You can't eat just one. You can't have just one. Oh, exactly, exactly. And Peter, you mentioned the seventy three hundred. Uh, I'm looking at my seventy three hundred right now, and. The funny thing is, is I don't even have my general yet. Um, I bought this. I have the ninety-seven hundred uh, ICOM, and I fell in love with the seventy-three hundred. I listen to it all the time. Uh, they make great bookends. Uh, they they look fantastic. They're a fantastic radio, uh, but they're they're up there. They're they're expensive, you know. And uh, I just don't walk by these things on a whim. Um, I budget them and. Um, you know, I, I do have a good business. I, I do okay, but I don't waste my money. And, you know, I'll put aside, you know, 50 or or $100 a month uh, into my ham radio fund. And, you know, when it gets up there, I have to go buy a new toy. Uh, just just <laughs> recently, 
last week I purchased the uh, ICOM ID2 ID52 uh, handheld, you know, and just where I sit right now, I'm, I'm looking at at least 10 radios. Where I, where I sit right now, I'm looking at a large board that controls everything. <laughs> and then you could lead to this one day, you know. Here we are. I'm, you know, I've been in CB and, and shortwave radio, amateur radio. Now I got now I'm in broadcast FM radio twice a week. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yep. And you know, uh, a quick quick story for you is because I, I recently just moved. Um, two months ago, I, I moved uh, moved my home, and uh, the one thing that I cannot find in my boxes that I haven't unpacked yet is my antenna switcher. So right now, uh, every time I go to switch radios or if I go to pack it or anything else, i got to go the other side of the desk, unscrew the coax, screw it into the radio I want, everything else, and I know the switch is here somewhere. I remember packing it. I remember putting it in a box, but... I just haven't dug that out yet, okay? But that's the that's the dedication. Most people say, ah, the heck with this, you know? Nope, I'm switching coaxes left and right. Yeah, and if you can't find it, let me know. I have, like, three at the house. Yeah. Oh, I know. Every, everybody has said that to me, but it's it's now now it's a quest. I, I don't care if someone, <laughs> you know, drop one off my front door. I probably wouldn't use it. i got to find the one that I have. <laughs> so let, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk, now. let's talk about traffic it. handling and traffic handling training because this is a big push for me, huh, especially yeah. here in Western Mass because I seem to be the only traffic handler in Western Mass. <sighs> so what 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 got you started in? Well, let's let's start with the world of NCS. What got you started with the world of? of wanting to be an NCS for the heavy hitters traffic net? Well, um, let me back up, because no, that was, there was no, I, I, I really never thought about being an NCS. Um, I was very happy uh, with, with traffic handling. And, uh, you know, you, I'm a very, um, I don't know how to put this, but I'm, I'm a very, uh, I'm a normal guy. And, you know, you can hear in my voice, I, I have emotion, I have inflection. All these kind of things, but when it comes time to read a message over the air, it's like you, you flip a switch, okay? You are now serious. You're now talking monotone. Um, you know, you're timing your words and everything else. So uh, my, my start in traffic handling, and I have to give credit uh, to Peter, uh, KC1HHO. Uh, he is the net manager of the Eastern Mass 2-meter traffic net, and that's where I started. And I picked it up on my own. Uh, I was traffic handling uh, before I became an official relay station, and before before I even was, was recognized as you know graduating mm-hmm. the uh, uh, the training program. Uh, Peter ran uh, uh, runs uh, a very very awesome training program. Uh, he sends out um, practice messages. Uh, so when you check into the net, um, you know KC1 MSN. Uh, requesting training, okay, and uh, whoever's NCS, they have a list of these pre-written uh, trivia questions, and the key is not to get the answer right, okay, you, you don't have to get the answer right, but you have to have it properly formatted, you know, and the, the questions were, it, it really was like to emphasize, um, you know, pro words, uh, introductory phrases, um, and, uh, and phonetics. So you know you'd get a you'd get a question from one of the traffic uh, net control stations. Uh, what is a Terra Cyclopolis? Okay, and then they would spell it. You know, Tango Echo, and you'd go. You'd have to copy all this down, and you could use the internet for the answer, or you know whatever you wanted to do. But you had to respond the next night or the next time you were on the air with a properly formatted message. Okay. And you would get critiqued, and they would say, okay, uh, you said this wrong, uh, you used the wrong pro word, uh, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> after about 20 messages, um, you know, Peter would get on the air and congratulate you, and you have now graduated, um, you know, to an official relay station. And then he would uh, uh, put in the paperwork through Masha, and you became an official uh, ORS uh, with the NTS. And 
I really have to say, I, I put I put Peter up on a pedestal, uh, KC1HHO, great training program. I learned an awful lot uh, from Peter. And the reason why I'm saying this is, unfortunately, Peter and myself kind of had a falling out. Um, so I don't talk to him as much anymore. I still bring messages uh, to Eastern Mass. But at the same time, um, Joe Weiss, um, W1HAI, approached me and said, oh, let me back up a little bit. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a little out of step. Uh, Peter, um, KC1HHO, made me net control uh, station on Sunday nights uh, at 8 p.m. And I, I probably had about 15, uh, 15 Sundays under my belt when Joe approached me and said, you know, would you like to be uh, NCS up on heavy hitters traffic then? And heavy hitters, um, I always put up on the highest pedestal because it's been around so long. I believe heavy hitters just had their uh, 50th anniversary. <laughs> um, and always a very, you know, when you talked about heavy hitters traffic deck, um, they were kind of prestigious. If you know what I mean. Yes, and and in fact, me and Joe got together because I NCS for Monday nights, and we were thinking about extending it across the state. So me and Joe got together with some help from Northern Berkshire Amateur Radio Club. We got the Echo Link up, so now the Heavy Hairs Traffic Net is you can check in from Eastern New York. All the way to Cape Cod <laughs> on awesome. Echo Link. Oh yeah, and that was that, that was well, a great extension to have the entire state and Eastern New York put into the Heavy Hairs Traffic Net. So you can basically yep. hear from everybody. Yep. So, oh, of all the things in amateur, go ahead. Uh, but what I, what I was going to say is, um, you know, I use I appreciate uh, W1HAI yourself. Um, uh, Triple T, Dave, um, you know, he's got the Echo Link portion of Mount Greylock up and running and everything else. <laughs> There's a lot of people behind the scenes that make this happen. But when I first started listening and initially checking in on heavy hitters, I used to get aggravated because with all the Echo Link and, and everything that we've got linked in and the MMRA and everything else, uh, to me it was just a, a series of beeps and boops and <laughs> static and it was. I'm like, oh, my God, how, how can anybody do anything on this? And then I started listening, and I'm like, wow, uh, you know, people work around the problems, okay? Hey, um, you know, we gotta, we're not linked to Mount Greylock, but, you know, Joe can hear them. So Joe would relay, you know, back to the net and everything else. And I said to myself, wow, you know, these people really work around the problem, and although... Uh, you know, and it happens sometimes. You yourself know, Peter. You know, sometimes we, we lose a link or something like that. But we always seem to be able to work around it. And to me, although those errors are not planned, I certainly believe that they are great practice because it shows you what can happen in the real world, you know. And you lose a link or something like that, and, oops, we got to go the alternate repeater. Uh, we got to change over here. we got to relay this. And at the end of the night, it all works out. Um, the end of the night, all messages have been passed. Everybody's been checked in. And that's what really started getting me interested. And I, I'm very pleased that, that Joe has made me an NCS there. Um, I, I take it with great pride. Um, and, and I enjoy it a lot. And, and I enjoy the traffic handling. Yeah, I think, to talk about that, I think a couple of weeks ago, um, myself and KC1, KVY, Bob had traffic to pass, and somewhere we lost the MMRA. <laughs> the whole Echo Link thing yep. went down between Mount Greylock and the MMRA, and I think Bernie, you were NCS on that night, that Sunday uh, night. Yeah. And yep. Joe called me um, because I, I, Bob was passing traffic to me actually, and Joe called me after everything went down. Goes, what's going? You know, do you have? the MMRA up. Do you have the Echo Link up? I said, I got nothing here. So he said, let's go over to his link. Um, his, yep. His, yep. His, and we all went over there and, and was able to finish passing the traffic officially after the yep. net was over by the time we all got in there. And then Bernie got in there to make all the adjustments to his to his logs and everything. But it, it goes yep. to show that we can figure it out if something goes down. <laughs> exactly. It, oh, yeah. there, there's always yep. a way to go. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, and that's 
that's part of real life. I mean, this is this is stuff that happens, you know. Um, again, I, I love the Eastern Mass two meter traffic net, but we were on one repeater. We were on the Boston O two three repeater, um, and it was very simple. Okay, nothing ever got messed up. Nobody got lost, and you know, it, it just worked. And I was complacent with that, but then again, like I said, when I heard the issues, I'm like, wow, I want to be part of the solution, you know? Um, so that's what's, uh, that's what's made it fun at Heavy Hitters, and that, that's why I've kind of made that my home. Um, it, it's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of fun, and when you're done with the net, and, you know, uh, this is KC1MSN closing tonight's session, the heavy you get a warm fuzzy feeling because you know that you did the job. You did the job. And the heavy here, and, and I actually NCS on Monday, so yes, the heavy here is trapping as fun. I'm glad Joe got me involved in it. You had a question, Jesse. Uh, yeah, my my so question that I have watching is time fly by. Um, um, out of all the equipment that you have at the house, what is your favorite radio uh -oh. and your antenna to go along with it? This is and this is her standard question to everybody. <laughs> and also on top of that, I I, I feel you on having to read something on paper i do the same thing i go from having all this energy and having my own personality when i talk to sounding monotonish and robotic and hey, anybody crazy. who doesn't believe that just listen to the beatles show every tuesday <laughs> yes. live from this radio station you hear the difference yeah. between the two shows. She's yeah. she's all energetic here, and she gets on the Beatles show. This is Jesse, and you're listening to the Beatles forever on WTBR FM. So yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's get to your question because this is this you you're going to absolutely love this. Um, you you asked me my favorite radio and my favorite antenna. Uh, my favorite radio is my IC ninety seven hundred. Um, it, it is just it, it's you know two twenty. Uh, 440, but it also has uh, D-Star in it. Uh, that's my favorite radio, and I have a I have a very nice ICOM uh, SM50 desk mic. Uh, I I hate yeah handheld push to talk mics. I like having a desk mic and everything else. The antenna is going to be another comical story. I told you I just moved my prior home. I was about 200 feet above sea level. It was a three-story home, and I had an antenna up on the roof. So, you know, figure we're now, you know, 220, 230 feet above sea level. I had a nice diamond uh, tri-band, um, 17 feet tall. And I thought I was King Tough. I could talk <laughs> to everybody. So we moved. And um, I can't put an antenna up here until the springtime. Uh, I will get, will get something up. But I was trying to get set up temporarily. So... Uh, I'm trying to keep this quick. I bought a, I bought a, a cheapy diamond um, dual band antenna, uh, mounted it on the side of the house, ran it in. I could not talk across the street. Okay, and it was a new antenna. <laughs> it was new coax. My SWR was all wrong. Everything was screwed up. Next step, we're going to go for the old uh, cookie sheet magnetic mount antenna. Okay, <laughs> uh, tried that out. Uh, got a little further. Things were, things were getting better, but it, it still wasn't good. I couldn't uh, reach the Brockton Digipeda uh, for digital traffic. Uh, oh, so wow. for about a month, I wasn't able to uh, process traffic. So I was unpacking a box, and I came across my old scanner antenna. It's a discone antenna. Um, and I remember when I first got into ham radio, I used it, and it worked pretty well. So I said, you know something? I'm going to try this thing. So I put it together. Um, it has two broken, uh, I call them the ground plane radials, and one <laughs> broken uh, top radio, which is where your signal goes out. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I'm going to give this a try. So I actually took it. I put it out in the bushes on the front of my house. No mast or anything else. It's laying on top of the bushes, okay? Mm -hmm. um, it's tilted. It's not 90 degrees. It's probably about 75 or 80 degrees. I'm running... Uh, cheap RG58 coax through the window into the radio. Well, let me tell you, I'm hitting 60 and 70 miles off this thing, okay? I've oh, talked wow. all the way up to uh, Nashua, New Hampshire. I get on the Brockton uh, Digipeter. I talk on the Paxton um, repeater. And it's just, 
it's amazing, and it defies logic. It goes back to the magic <laughs> of radio. When we had our recent two-foot snowstorm, you couldn't see the antenna. It was buried, and I'm still getting 50 miles out of it. <laughs> the comical part is uh, my sons were over the other day, and they're like, uh, Bernie, um, and of course, because my sons work for me, they don't call me dad anymore. You can't be on a job site yelling dad, so everybody calls me Bernie now. Uh, I'm going to go outside and straighten your antenna out. And I said, if you go out and straighten that antenna out, I'm going to beat you over the head with a baseball bat. <laughs> it's going to sit there at that angle and everything else. So that is that is the magic of, of radio. Um, and you, you never know. You never know um, what's going to happen. Exactly. And you're listening to him on the WTBRFM on the yeah. phone. With us is Bernie Casey One MSN, yes. and we're talking about a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm going to skip a couple of these things, but I, I want to go down to this because this is uh, this is kind of cool, and this is why we're here. In the world of cell phones, where you just pick up a phone and call people, why is a hundred-year-old traffic handling still important? I mean, I know the answer to this. We brought the answer out a few times, but it's good to have somebody else put it out there why it's still important. I, I have another quick story, uh, very factual, and it addresses what you just asked 100%. I was on a job site. Um, if you remember back, we had, uh, we didn't have it, but Texas had that deep, deep, deep freeze. Um, and Texas was all messed up. They had power outages, all kinds of stuff. I was on a job site, I was working with an electrician, and we were just shooting the breeze and everything else, and he, I don't know how we got on it. He goes, yeah, he goes, I'm a little nervous. He goes, I, I haven't been able to get a hold of my brother Bill. You know, he lives down in Texas, and, you know, cell phone towers are down, and the power's down, and everything else like that. He goes, I, I know he's okay, but I'm a little nervous. And a light bulb went off in my head. And I'm like, listen, I said, if you'd give me his name and his address and, you know, email, all his information and everything else. Uh, I'm a ham radio operator. I'm an NTS traffic handler. I said, I will get a message down to Texas to your brother. I said, it's not going to be immediate. It, it takes a little time for these things to happen. Well, I posted the message on um, back on uh, Eastern Mass to me, the traffic net, um, put it out there, and... Within 12 hours, I got a reply from this guy's brother, and the reply was, doing fine, no cell phone, no electricity, uh, you know, blah, 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 uh, but I'm doing fine. And I immediately called this, this uh, electrician uh, on my phone, and I said, listen, I just got a message back from your brother, and, and he was absolutely amazed. And... The best part of the story is um, about probably three months ago, I got a message uh, from, you know, Kate Hutton, uh, <laughs> a whatever, HTN, I, I forget her call sign, uh, and it was a welcome to amateur radio, and it was this electrician that I had sent a message to. He was so impressed that it worked, he went out and got his ham radio license, and I actually received the welcome message. Uh, from Kate Hutton, and I was able to call and deliver that to him. So that's a that's a real funny story of, of how it, it actually works, and uh, it does work. It's not as fast as cell phone or texting, uh, but it's very reliable. It, it's been tried and true for many years. And, and, and it's funny you mentioned Kate because usually if you get a welcome message from KK K6HTN, you're getting one from N1IQI. <laughs> so, let's talk about Lauren for a minute, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> all right, all right. Lauren, okay? Uh, it's, it, it, and it drives me crazy sometimes. I've never said this on the air uh, on the traffic net, but his name is Lauren, okay? L-O-R-E-N. It's not, uh, I'm sorry, Lauren, okay? That is the male version. It's not Lauren. Lauren is kind of the female version, but whatever. I have always held Loren in high standards, N1IQI. Uh, he is a great guy. I've talked to him on the phone several times. Uh, he's helped me get my packet station up and running and everything else. And this was a guy 
I've always wanted to meet in person. So uh, last year, um, Masha resumed the traffic handling cookout. Yep, I was uh, there. At her house. And, what's that? I was there. We, you were there. And, of course, who comes Who comes in but Loren? And <laughs> it made my day. It was, it was actually the best part of that cookout was able to meet Loren and sit down and talk to him. And his raspy voice, um, you know, just the way he sounds on the radio is just the way he sounds in, in person. And Loren is a work dog. I have to tell you, Loren will check into the net, and on Eastern Mass, uh, they have a comment session. And, you know, Loren, N1IQI, do you have any comments? Uh, I didn't do much today. I just hung around the house, and nice day. And I sent out a few files and everything else. <laughs> okay, Loren, great, you know. I go on Marsh's board, and there's 40 messages from Loren. <laughs> and they're all reminded, your ham radio license is about to expire. And... I, I laugh because he's, oh, he didn't do anything today, just sent out a few files and everything else. And here I find 30 and 40 files. There is nobody dedicated. And, you know, better than, uh, I'll wrap this up, better than the welcome messages from Kate Hutton and uh, <coughs> the other, Chris Backer, okay? Loren's messages are useful, okay? They not that the other people's aren't, but Loren is providing a service. I've delivered a lot of messages to Loren, and... Sometimes you get a, oh, thank you, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes someone else leaves the phone, and, oh, I'm sorry, you know, he passed away a couple of years ago. Those are the tough messages. And, you know, you got to return yeah. it to Loren. And Loren, you know, June uh, 2020, uh, so-and-so, so-and-so became a silent key. But Loren, Loren's up on my pedestal, um, you know, uh, along with, with everybody else, okay? W1HAI, you yourself, Peter. Um, you know, even though I don't talk to him much, Peter, KC1HAHO, taught me a lot. Um, I, I never had one mentor. I, I always had several. So that's my Loren story. Great, great guy. Like, mm. enjoyed this. I sat with him for the whole picnic. Yeah, and and I, I love Marsh's picnic because we all get together. I actually met you. I met Bob, KC1KVY. Um, yep. Fred, both Freds were there. Well, one Fred was there, and then Phil Temples was there, but... Uh, and also James. Uh, Jen, of course, James was there texting me, where are you? Why are you not here yet? Because we got a late start. <laughs> By the time I got there, most of the food was gone, and we were... <laughs> but I got, I got the I wrap love, I love... I got to tell you, I, lo I love James, okay? I don't think there's any night on the net that James doesn't come on with an announcement, okay? Uh, he, he's kind of like... Kind of like the the official announcer of uh, heavy hitters traffic now. Yeah, but to come out of an announcement and said, you know, when we're minus twenty with a four hundred and fifty degree wind chill, <laughs> and he comes on and goes, it's eighty degrees. We went to the beach today. <laughs> uh, so if you have, if, if you're on Facebook and you have James, uh, he posts a lot of interesting things as well. Uh, I, he he likes to get his word out. Yeah, my my director's yelling at me here. We got about a minute and a half left. So real quick, yep. Bernie, any last things that you uh, want to put out with the minute that we have left? Yeah. Um, I, I, w I would like to see heavy hitters um, try and get a few more traffic handlers, okay? There's a lot of people that check into heavy hitters, Matt, um, and uh, I'm wondering why. Uh, your wife uh, is not traffic handling either. So I want to hear more from her. But Love Ham Radio, thank you for having me on the show. This was, it was a real highlight. This this is the first for me. This is a, a notch off my bucket list. Hey, so Heavy Hairs <laughs> Traffic Net, Sunday through Friday or something like that. 10 p.m. <laughs> on on K1FFK, K1FFK-R-N-E-W-E-N-G-2. Psycho, well, it used to be Cycle 2 Western Mass Traffic Net, uh, 6 p.m., K1FFK, K1FFK-R. Bernie, thanks for being here. You were a great guest. We are really out of time. I got to push this thing. Uh, 73 <laughs> on behalf of Carol, Darlene, Jesse, and myself, and we will talk to you next time. 73, guys. Take 73 care. 73s, everyone. All right. 73, sorry. KC1MSN is clear. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
<laughs> and this was the wrong thing, so we're stalling for a second. Oh my goodness, really?